Every two weeks, we focus on issues in and around Latin America with our Emerging Economies feature. Of course, we speak to Professor Lyle White. Good morning, Lyle. Hope you've been well. Good morning, Lisa. It's very good to be with you. Excellent. Uh, We're going to be starting off, which was a really interesting, fascinating, but also macabre story. U.S. tourists kidnapped and murdered in Mexico after a drug cartel mix-up. Yeah, a little bit of a, a hash-up on the, the drug cartels in Mexico. And it's a, yeah, a, a bizarre and macabre story, as you correctly put it, Lester. Two U.S. citizens and a Mexican woman uh, were or have been killed with two more Americans kidnapped by uh, cartel members in the Mexican border city of Matamoros. Now, the heavily armed cartel members uh, opened fire on their vehicle before forcefully transferring um, the tourists uh, to their vehicle. Obviously, I'm saying tourists now, but perhaps they weren't recognized as tourists at, uh, at the time. Um, Mexican authorities are investigating the possibility that the four Americans were kidnapped, having been mistaken for rival cartel members encroaching on their turf. Uh, the two surviving Americans have been returned to the United States. Um, and the cartel, now this is the interesting and somewhat bizarre ethical twist to all of this. The cartel has actually apologized and returned uh, and, and turned over the five men it says were responsible. And the group ha- has also accused the men of breaking the cartel's rules over protecting the lives of the innocent. Obviously, this created a big stir and uh, they recovered uh, in a multi-agency search. They recovered these individuals very, very quickly. But what most Mex- Mexicans are up in arms about is the contrast between their government's rapid and effective efforts to find the missing Americans and the perceived, uh, with the perceived lack of similar efforts to locate the approximately 25,000 Mexicans who, are, who were registered as missing or disappeared between 2018 and mid-2021. That was absolutely quite interesting uh, that uh, the leaders of the Tamaulipas uh, state law enforcement officials said that the Scorpions faction of the Gulf Cartel issuing an apology for residents of Matamoros uh, where those Americans were kidnapped, apologizing to the Mexican woman who died in the shootout. And then, of course, to the four Americans and their family, almost like a in very, you know, matter of fact sort of response. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, very, very strange and bizarre. Very strange and bizarre part of the world right now, these, uh, and especially in Matamoros, which actually has a homicide rate that is lower than other parts of Mexico, but is still a very uh, is a stronghold for the Mexican cartels. And then uh, we go to Colombia now, where there have been protests. 79 police officers have been freed after they were taken hostage. Yeah, so a group of police officers and oil field workers were taken hostage uh, during protests in Colombia's southern Coqueta province. Uh, they have been freed, according to uh, the president of Colombia, President Petro. The violence erupted last week after residents blockaded an oil exploration uh, company's compound. Uh, they were demanding its help in building roads in the area, um, a, a request that is quite common in these sorts of uh, scenarios in resource extraction uh, or from resource extraction companies. Now, a police officer and a civilian uh, have been killed during this uh, unrest. And Colombia's human rights ombudsman, uh, Carlos Camargo, 
he was on site uh, to mediate. He said uh, he had spoken to the protesters and stopped them from throwing petrol bombs at the oil facility. Now, protests in areas near energy and mining operations in Colombia are common practice as communities are demanding companies uh, that are, are generating huge revenues uh, from these uh, resources. They build infrastructure such as roads and schools, etc. So it's common practice in Colombia and beyond Colombia, as you know, all too well. Uh, I'm someone who's long ago been off the dating sites and the dating apps. Uh, there are some concerns, though, about the safety of apps like Tinder. Yeah, and, and perhaps this might ensure you stay off those dating sites, Lester, because uh, over the past year, they've, uh, data shows that some 90% of all kidnappings in the Brazilian megalopolis of Sao Paulo occurred after the victim set up a meeting on a dating app. So you're much more likely to be kidnapped if you are going through Tinder, uh, Tinder apps, etc. But interestingly, in terms of the technology that we've seen and the platforms that we've seen emerge in recent years as well, mobile payment technologies have also abetted the rise of Brazil's flash kidnappings, as they're called, in which victims are held for short periods and small ransoms. And then finally, the interesting story of a former Mexican beauty queen, her partner, and wine theft in Spain to the value of something like $1.7 million or 1.6 million euros. I thought this would grab your attention, Lester, to just that that sheer amount of, uh, or that value of the wine, right? I mean, so it's a former Mexican beauty queen, as you correctly put this, and her partner, they've been jailed in, in, in Spain for four years. They stole 45 bottles of wine to a value estimated uh, at a value estimated of 1.7 million dollars. Now the incident happened in 2021 at a luxury hotel in the Spanish city of Caceres, uh, where the couple was staying as guests. Now the couple later fled, uh, but they were arrested nine months later uh, on the Croatian uh, Montenegro border and then returned to Spain. None of the wine has been recovered, Lester, which is a bit of a concern. And they both, uh, but how it all went down is quite interesting. They both enjoyed a 14-course meal at the property's Michelin star restaurant, uh, followed by a guided tour of the wine cellar, no less. And they returned in the early hours of the following morning to raid the cellar using a stolen key. Um, interestingly, out of, you know, just in terms of that value of the wine that was stolen, one of the bottles of wine which were stuffed into their backpacks, incidentally, had a unique, uh, with a unique 19th century vintage, uh, is reported to be worth over 350,000 euros. Quite something, that. Could do with a, no, no, it's too early in the morning, can't do with a, a, a little vino tinto myself, but Professor Lau White, looking forward, I'm looking forward to 12 o'clock, maybe I'll then I'll enjoy a, a, a vino tinto, a vino blanco, uh, all the way from Spain. Professor Lau White with Emerging Economies with a special focus on Latin America, thanks so much for talking to us again, looking forward to two weeks time.